I'm Tommy Peeler, and this is Carefully Examining the Text. And today we examine that familiar and beautiful psalm, the 23rd Psalm, a psalm of David. Hear its words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This psalm is perhaps the most well-known of all of the psalms, and it is a beautiful psalm. The psalm speaks of God in verses 1 through 3 and verse 6, but it speaks to God in verses 4 and 5. There is an intimate relationship between God and his people portrayed in this psalm, between the shepherd and his sheep. The personal pronoun my is used six times and me seven times, I three times in the words of the New American Standard Bible. This is an intimately personal psalm. This beautiful psalm doesn't make any complaint. It doesn't make any request. It just speaks of who God is. It describes him as a shepherd in verses 1 through 4 and as a gracious host in verses 6 and 7. You notice the Lord's name appears in the first and the last verses of this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. This was an image that was often used to describe kings in the ancient Near East. You see this in the law code of Hammurabi. You see this in the Old Testament. In 1 Kings 22 verse 17, Micaiah prophesied that Israel would be like sheep without a shepherd, and Ahab instantly knew that he prophesied that he would die. The king was a shepherd of the people. It's interesting that in Psalm 78, verses 70 through 72, David is taken from the sheepfold to shepherd God's people, Israel. This image of a shepherd was a common image for a king or a ruler of the people. But what does it mean, the Lord is my shepherd? In Genesis chapter 31, verses 39 and 40, Jacob talked about his work as a shepherd for Laban. He talked about how he kept the flocks and the heat consumed him by day and the frost by night. To be a shepherd was more than a nine-to-five job. You had to be with the sheep in the heat of the day or in the cold of the night. The shepherd had to protect the sheep. Being a shepherd was a dangerous job. 
In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 34 through 37, David talked about how he had to defend the sheep against a lion and a bear. Being a shepherd was a dangerous job. And being a shepherd meant you were concerned about every single sheep. In Matthew 18, verses 12 through 14, in Luke 15, verses 3 through 7, when a shepherd had a hundred sheep and one didn't come home, you didn't say 99 out of a hundred aren't that bad, isn't that bad. You went and pursued that one sheep that was lost. Being a shepherd meant you were concerned about every individual sheep. In Isaiah 40, verse 11, tells us the shepherd would put the sheep in his bosom and carry it back home. All of this is portrayed in the idea the Lord is our shepherd. All of this and more. Perhaps it would take a page of prose to relate all that is said in that line of poetry. Two words in Hebrew, the Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is my shepherd, he says, I shall not want. Notice that there is no direct object mentioned. Some have suggested that it might be better to translate the word lack. It, we may want something, but we won't lack what we need. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. Psalm 34 verse 10 talked about those who fear the Lord not lacking any good thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. And he makes me lie down in green pastures. The very act of lying down hints at security. It is stated in the blessings of the covenant in Leviticus 26 and verses 5 and 6 that the people would lie down and no one would make them afraid. Here the sheep are able to lie down in the green pastures. And while lying down indicates security, the green pastures indicate that there are provisions aplenty. They are Everywhere, green pastures, the, the sheep have eaten the grass. They are content and they are satisfied and they rest there. There is no need to move on. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters, restful waters, you see, the Lord is providing for the sheep. The Lord is giving the sheep all they need. He is providing for the sheep, the Bible says, and He guides the sheep, as we will see in verse 3. In verse 3 also we see the idea that He restores my soul. Now that phrase, restores my soul, was also used in Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. And here, the Bible says that He restores my soul. He guides me. The Lord provides and the Lord guides. He guides me, the text emphasizes, in paths of righteousness. 
He guides me in the right way. A shepherd guides his sheep in the right path because sheep got lost easily. Isaiah 53 verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. Sheep were notorious for their ability to get lost. But while sheep easily get lost, this good shepherd leads them in the right path. He guides them in the paths of righteousness. The good shepherd will lead us down the right path if we're willing to listen. And the Bible tells us he does this for his name's sake, for his glory, for his honor, for the praise of his name. He does it for his name's sake. Verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. That word or two words translated the valley of the shadow of death have been the subject of much debate and the question is asked what is the best translation but whatever the best translation is the image is still a place of darkness a place of danger and when the sheep are going through the dangerous valley they will fear no evil because the shepherd is with them with his rod and staff, they will comfort him. How many shepherds go with us down the valley of the shadow of death? Derek Kidner, in his excellent commentary on Psalms, states, Only the Lord can lead a man through death. All other shepherds turn back, and the traveler must go alone. But the Lord is a good shepherd who leads us to the valley, through the valley of the shadow of death. The Lord is not only a good shepherd, but the Lord is also a gracious host. And notice that as host in verses 5 and 6, he shows much of the same hospitality that the shepherd shows. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. He is a gracious host who provides for us lavishly from his infinite resources we have a cup that is filled to the brim and overflowing because of his graciousness. He prepares a table before us in the presence of enemies. Remember Psalm 22, how David was mocked and scorned in verses 6 through 8, but now his enemies see him honored and his enemies are at the table watching as he is honored and as his head is anointed. That is a common thing that a host would do for a guest. As Luke 7 verses 44 through 46 emphasize. And here the good shepherd and the good host does this for his people. In verse 6, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That word follow doesn't mean to kind of tag along and drag behind. It has the sense of pursue. And usually in the Psalms, it is used of one pursuing his enemies. It may be the psalmist is the innocent party being pursued by his foes. But notice in this passage, what is pursuing David? It is not enemies who are pursuing him, but it is goodness and loving kindness that are pursuing him. And they will not let him escape. They are pursuing him all the days of his life. The word for goodness was used in Exodus 33 verse 19 when God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And the word for mercy or loving kindness is also used to describe God's character, that he is overflowing in loving kindness in Exodus 34, 6, and 7. We've seen that word often in the Psalms, beginning with Psalm 5 and verse 7. God's loving kindness and God's loving kindness and God's mercy, uh, God's goodness are hounding us and won't let us escape and we will dwell in his house forever. Maybe originally when David wrote these words, he was thinking simply of dwelling in the temple all the days of his life. But the logic of God's covenant with us allows no ending place to his commitment. And so there's nothing out of line to see this as a promise that continues beyond our time here that we will truly dwell in his house forever. These words are beautiful. These words are probably familiar words. But we want to, as we often do, stress how Jesus is a fulfillment of these pictures. First of all, Jesus is the good shepherd. He speaks of himself that way in John 10, verses 1 through 18. He is the good shepherd who leads the sheep, who provides and protects the sheep. He sustains the sheep. He lays down his life for the sheep. David fought a lion and a bear in protecting his flock, but he lived to tell the story. On the other hand, Jesus laid down his life for the sheep. What love the shepherd had for the sheep. Do you remember when Jesus fed the 5,000? In Mark 6, verse 34, the Bible says the people were gathered to him as sheep without a shepherd. And in Mark 6, 39, before he fed them, he made them sit on the green grass. The green grass. Jesus is the shepherd who makes the sheep sit in the green grass, makes them lie in green pastures. Remember the words of Revelation 7, verses 16 and 17, about how God's people will not hunger nor thirst, nor will the sun beat down on them, that the Lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of the water of life. 
The Lamb will be their shepherd, and he will wipe away every tear from their eye. In all eternity, he will guide us to the peaceful waters. He will satisfy our deepest needs. God is pictured as the shepherd. And the Lord is pictured as the host. In Revelation 19, in verses 7 through 9, we are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And truly, we would be honored there with provisions from His infinite resources, taking care of our every need. Jesus is the Good Shepherd of Psalm 23. And Jesus is the gracious host of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. My hope for you and me is that we get to experience this blessing of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you.